0: when you know where you are, you can then start to make changes and address what's keeping you there.
1: Welcome to The Pursuit. I'm your host, Ben Spangle. I'm excited to have you here today at our show. We're all about helping you in the pursuit of your best body, mind, spirit, and life. Thanks for being here. Hey, everybody, welcome back. I'm excited for today's episode with my friend, Sean Hill. I've been getting to know Sean the last, I guess, month or two now is what it's been. And uh, her and I are so aligned. It's incredible. You are going to love today's episode and today's content. Sean is a master coach. She's got a podcast of her own. She's an internationally certified NLP trainer and timeline therapy and hypnotherapy. I mean, this is someone that knows what they're talking about when it comes to the mind and which I've been loving this book, by the way, but she's got her brand new book, Activate Your RAS, the art and science of creating your reality from the inside out. So as you can guess, I am super excited about today's episode. Thanks for your time today, Sean.
0: Thank you for having me. And thank you for such a wonderful intro. I'm going to come here again. (laughs) Yeah, you
1: got it. We'd love to have you for sure. Um, Hey, let's, uh, let's give everybody a bit of background on you. So I just kind of told them a bit of your professional background but let's hear about a bit about your story and how did you end up in this the science of mind if you will
0: yeah so I had no intention of learning anything about coaching or the mind or anything it kind of it it came to me so roll back the clock to about 2010 Mm -hmm. and my life was a bit rubbish so Mm -hmm. I had gotten myself in the position where I had a lot of debt Mm -hmm. I was in a toxic relationship I had no career prospects and I was very quickly heading towards 30 which is the age where I thought I would have had it all figured out right (laughs) Mm. by the time Mm -hmm. I hit 30 that's it I'll be house kids career the lot and I was nowhere near that and I remember asking myself all the time or thinking to myself there has to be more to life than this every day Mm. I would go into a job that I didn't enjoy I think this cannot be it this isn't what I signed up for Mm. and then it was around that time that I started hearing this idea that thoughts become things and you Mm -hmm. create your own reality. Mm -hmm. My mum bought me this book that said you create your own reality. In fact, it was The Secret, which I'm sure a lot of people are aware of. And I remember the first time I heard it, I thought, yes, you know, something resonates. And I thought, this feels like I've come home. This feels like the truth. And I looked at all of the experiences that I'd had to date, the situation I was in, and could quite easily pinpoint that, yes, my thoughts have definitely created this because right. I had no self-worth. Mm-hmm. I had no confidence and my outer reality just reflected that. Mm. So I thought, right, I get it. I've done a great job so far of creating what I don't want. So mm-hmm. let's flip the script, turn it around and start creating what I do want.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Roll forward about six months and I had been meditating journaling Mm -hmm. visualizing doing Mm -hmm. all of the things Mm -hmm. and waiting for checks to arrive in the mail and cars to land on the drive and all of that stuff and none of it happened
1: Mm. so
0: I felt like an even bigger failure Mm. it's like right I can't even create my own reality (laughs) what Mm. is going on so Mm
2: -hmm.
0: it kind of it led me down a rabbit hole because I knew that it was true I just kept coming up against the how Mm. so I believe it I know it's possible but if your thoughts create your reality, how do you change your thoughts? Cause mine were just, they felt like they were thinking me hmm. during that process. I stumbled across this thing called NLP mm-hmm. or neuro-linguistic programming, which said it was a bit like the user manual for your mind. Mm-hmm. I thought, yep. I could absolutely do with one of them. Uh, so I ended up taking the course to learn how to do it. I thought i oh, rather than having a coach work with me, let's just learn it for myself. So I did my training in NLP, timeline therapy and hypnotherapy. So all different modalities that are about changing your thoughts, your emotions, um, and beginning to take control of your life. Hmm. And I came out of that, that training and so much had changed. My whole perception of the world, the way that I felt, I started to feel like I was in control bit by bit and stuff started to change gradually. It wasn't like this overnight magic pill where hmm. I woke up and suddenly everything I ever wanted had appeared but I felt different and the world looked different and opportunities that I'd wanted for my whole life started just kind of rolling in Mm -hmm. so I continued down this NLP road and did my master practitioner training which is like the level two Mm -hmm. and after that everything transformed and in such a short space of time I left the the toxic relationship that had gone on almost 10 years Hmm. I started getting work that I'd always wanted and paying off my debts Mm -hmm. my health had started improving just this kind of snowball effect of goodness and positivity in my life Hmm. and then after a while. I realised, you know what? This is the stuff that I love. It's the stuff that I talk about all day long. Even when I'm doing the work that I thought I wanted to do, yeah. I was telling you about mindset and oh look, what about if you do this thing? You know, you can improve your thoughts and quiet your mind. And and realised, you know, what, this is what I actually want to do. So I went on to become a trainer and then started training people to become coaches. Okay. And that's um, essentially what I do now. So I roll forward to kind of what are we now 2023 and I coach one-to-one with people I also train people to become coaches and all things mindset so it's just it's uh something I'm so passionate about because it's something that I've experienced and lived firsthand that has changed my whole life and Mm. life these days is good you know I've got a great relationship we've been together nine years and it's just lovely I'm doing work that I enjoy my health is good Uh, And I want to share with people how they can do that too, that it is possible. If there's something that you desire, if you can think it, if you can, if you want it, then you can achieve it. And usually the thing that's getting in the way is ourselves. Mm -hmm. I'm all about how do we overcome that and Mm. get into alignment with, with what we want to create.
1: Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I think that your story is so powerful because I believe that millions of people on the planet that have been exposed to the idea and the secret was probably the most influential for at least opening the door to this, that thoughts become things and, and we do create a reality. And I feel like millions, and I was one of them for a while too, is that intuitively I had a sense that this was just like you said, this was correct. You know, there was something about it that felt right. And yet, although, and I was in the same position for a long period of time too, I was reading, uh, studying, I'm um, scripting, I'm visualizing, I'm meditating. My life wasn't changing, and um, and so I'm curious from your perspective, you know, for someone that's listening and saying, "Yeah, I do believe this, and I've got affirmations, I'm doing this," but it, it's not changing for me. Then, in from a your own life experience, and then b as you've coached others, I know we can't do an entire coaching session, but what would you recommend to them from okay? Hey, you're here, you're doing some of these things, but the outer results aren't changing.
0: Yeah. So I think the starting point for me in all of this is awareness. So becoming aware of your thoughts, of the kind of the patterns of behavior that you're carrying out. Because most of what we do falls unconscious. For sure. It we does, do yeah. it on autopilot. And there can almost be, um, well, certainly in my experience, I used to almost brush under the carpet where I was, pretend it wasn't there, and then put like a happy positivity sticker on stuff, thinking Mm -hmm. if I just put this plaster on, then stuff will start to change. It's like pretending that you're feeling something you're not doesn't necessarily work. So take a minute first to acknowledge where am I starting from? Because when you know where you are, you can then start to make changes and address what's keeping you there um then obviously know there are many many powerful tools that can change your thinking very quickly it's you know it's what we do as coaches Mm -hmm. Yet, a a great starting point is to get very clear on what is it that i want because often we think we're clear Mm -hmm. and yet the lines can be quite blurry it's like oh i want this but then I kind of want that as well. It's like, just Mm -hmm. decide on something that you know that you want. So you have clarity in your mind. Here's my starting point. Here's what I want to get to. And then treat it like you would many things in life. We have this tendency when it comes to creating our our reality. Like I want to, I'm starting here today. And by the end of the week, I want to have gone from 20 grand in debt to a million pound in the bank. And it's like, in life, if we were, I don't know, building a house, having a baby changing body shape we accept that there's a process in place and there's been a lot that has led up to that point and it's going to take a bit of change and rewiring and thinking differently Mm -hmm. to get from A to B so get on board with being in it for the long term right I think that there's a tendency to think if it doesn't happen by next week then well it doesn't work And then you almost start again and start from scratch, put the tools down, forget them. They're a load of rubbish. And then you have to pick them back up. Yeah. But if you can create that momentum, you've got movement already. So just picking up the tools and being right, I'm going to take this one step at a time. I'm going to look at where am I starting from? What's the next logical step that I can Mm -hmm. get on board with Mm -hmm. and just focus on that with the end goal in mind? So you've always got where am I heading? And is this next logical step? Taking me there rather than trying to fix everything all at once.
1: Mm. That's so good. I'm glad you shared that, that idea of, you know, continuing the process and <clears throat> keep moving forward because like you said, I mean, you know, we, we understand it's about nine months for a baby, right? You want to change your body. There's a length of time for that too. Um, but this idea of our thoughts creating a reality And then we're coming up as, as you know, very well, I mean, against the unconscious part of us that has been so deeply programmed in a lot of ways. And Mm -hmm. if we don't see change in two weeks, three weeks, or a month, or even two months or three months, then we begin at times, oh, this doesn't work. It's not even worth it. And then the problem is, is that now you're stuck on these new thoughts and feelings that are, (laughs) they're doing the opposite work of what you want. Right. And, uh, yeah. yeah. And then
0: you, you find all the ways that they don't work because that's for what sure the <laughs> so you, well, really then you can create writing.
1: that right exactly yeah. yeah even
0: just treating it one day at a time right because, you know, in the book one of the things that i talk about is um because it's something i was guilty of is yeah. meditating for 10 20 30 minutes a day feeling really yeah. good and yeah. then going about the rest of the day feeling just the usual crappy way sure. and i thought sure. there's like 24 hours in a day so 30 minutes versus the other 23 hour and a half hours yeah that's not really changing things. That's just having a little time out. So it's like, how can I actually start to make small incremental changes in the day so that I tip the scales so that the majority of the day I'm starting to feel differently? Even if it's just 51% yeah.
2: that
0: is in your favor and right. you're spending 51% of the time, focus on what you want. And bear in mind, we like sleep for, I yep. don't know, six yep. to 10 hours, <laughs> depending yep. on how much you like to sleep. So yep. there's not even that many hours So that, right, see it as a day-by-day process of just a little thought at a time. That's all I've got to do. And if I keep doing that, a bit like if you keep doing your reps at the gym, eventually it adds up. It's not about going right in there and picking up the heavy weight and then going, oh, this doesn't work. I haven't changed my body. I couldn't squat 200 pounds.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. And I think, too, I'd love to hear your comments on this, of how when we start on this process, or maybe we've been doing it for a while, studying it for a while, applying it, um, what I've noticed in myself at times in the past, and then often in coaching others, too, is that sometimes we get a bit too serious about this idea. And so when negative thoughts come up, it's like, oh, shit, I sh- no, I can't be thinking that. Right. So I, I, I know, um, uh, NLP, I know a little bit about it, not a lot. But one of the things I did take out of it was this idea of pattern interrupts. And um, can you talk a bit about that in terms of how we might be able to apply that when we're getting in a negative cycle?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So um, when you find yourself going down the the negative spiral, going down the rabbit hole of, you know, thinking negative thoughts, feeling bad, whatever the the way that you do it is, Mm -hmm. it goes back to the first step, which is awareness. So you've also almost got to catch yourself in the moment Mm. as you're doing it. And at that point, where you would usually carry on and let yourself take a deep dive do anything anything that's different and you can really have some fun with this so it takes the seriousness out of it I'm talking like you know there's the obvious stuff where you can say okay count to 10 breathe mm-hmm. um, move your body I like to do silly things like suddenly burst into song mm. or <laughs> you know twirl around 10 times touch the floor and do some hopscotch or whatever something that's really random but even just doing that you break the pattern in such a stupid way that you can't help but laugh hmm. and in doing that it's like how do i go back to that old thought when i have just literally like bleh, at the that's mm-hmm. <laughs> dance, dance like a clown or whatever
2: mm-hmm.
0: um so do anything that you can to interrupt that pattern in the moment it's a bit like if you think of it like you're going down the motorway
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you're well on track to go from wherever it is that you want you want to be so you're you, the momentum's going and then you have this negative thought which is almost like the junction point that's coming up and you can go you can either keep on going down this negative spiral or mm-hmm. you can come off and just take a little diversion that's right. gonna kind of you know take you in a, in a whole new tra- trajectory i can never say that right. word. Yeah, yeah, so as you get to that point of choice do i come off at the junction or do i keep going down this kind of negative thought pattern do anything to to get on that junction and you can almost play that scenario in your head right I'm gonna turn direction so I'm gonna literally adapt adapt my physiology in a new shape I'm gonna Mm. change my voice tone whatever just something that is different to what you were doing that's enough to interrupt Mm. the thoughts that you've got in your head Mm. change your physiology change the way that you feel and then Before you know it after a few seconds of doing that you've gone off the motorway and you're Mm. down a whole new country road with nice pictures and scenery
1: (laughs) i i like that a lot i'm glad you shared that because what i've been trying to do for myself often is um and i know that i catch myself in battles with it is i'm attempting to interrupt it but not by changing my physiology or doing something external like that but i'm you know trying to change the thought pattern and uh Mm -hmm. Sometimes that works and lots of times it doesn't, right? So I'm I'm really glad you shared that. I'm going to try that myself the next time I get caught up in my thinking is just even to do something in the physical and the external that completely changes that thought pattern. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Our, our thoughts, so the, the pictures that we have in our head, the self-talk that we have, the way that we feel, and our physiology are all linked. So right. when one changes, the other one has to change. And you only have to think about this in the most simple terms of, If you're feeling a bit sad or down, you tend to slump your shoulders, you put your head down, you breathe shallow, and the pictures in your head are, and the the, the internal chatter is not good. Whereas in that moment, if you can just throw your shoulders back, take a deep breath, put your head up, walk around, it's that your physiology has changed. So the way that you feel has changed and the pictures and the self-talk will change as a result. So it's kind of, it's looking at what have I got on me physically, like within me that I can utilize in the moment to just shift it it's not necessarily doing the deeper work But if you can interrupt that pattern enough times over a a long enough period of time it will start to create new ways of thinking before you know it that is the way that you do things that's Mm. the new pattern of behavior Mm. rather than that old one Mm. so yeah use what's at your disposal disposable no disposal rather than always looking for the answers outside of you. It's like everything you need is within you. You just got to yeah. acknowledge it and get on board with it and use it.
1: That's awesome. That's really awesome. I love that. Um, let's talk about the book. So you've got Activate Your RAS. And and I truly have. I've been loving the book. And uh, it's it's awesome. One of the things that, um, just so you know, where you helped me was uh, early in the book, you talked about the different uh, planes, the four four different planes or the, that we exist on. And, uh, and I'd like you to share that. And then I'm going to share afterwards how it helped me, but I'd like you to talk about that.
0: Ah, oh, brilliant. I can't wait to hear. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, the four different planes. So we have the physical, the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual, and all of them have their place. So um, yeah, to keep it really simple, the physical is the kind of the 3D tangible stuff that we can see, the stuff that we do, mm-hmm. the mental are our our thoughts. The emotional is how we feel. And then the spiritual is bigger than that. It's Mm -hmm. so much more. Mm -hmm. Now, when people are attempting to make changes in their life, they often work on the wrong plane. Mm. So all of the planes are connected. And when one changes, the others change as well. It's the law of correspondence, Mm -hmm. you know, as within. So without, it's Mm -hmm. everything is connected and reflects back at us. Yet, if somebody, keep it simple, somebody wants to lose weight, You can sit and meditate and visualize yourself all day having the body that you want or being as fit as you want Mm
2: -hmm. yet
0: fitness and our body is a physical 3d thing Mm. so we have to make sure that we're working on the plane where the change that we want to make exists Mm -hmm. and also on the plane where the problem exists Mm. because we may well have all the physical things in place yet Mm -hmm. if the emotions aren't correct if they're not where they need to be then we may end up binge eating our way out of Mm. all the good work that we've done Mm -hmm. so it's kind of it's looking at the plane that you you want to change and making sure that you're doing something on that plane to make the changes and then also taking into account that they're all linked because it's easy to particularly when you go down a kind of a, a spiritual path or a mindset yeah. path to focus yeah. predominantly in one area and think that yeah. has all the answers right and it may be that that's the powerhouse behind it yet mm-hmm. they all play together everything's got to work in unison a bit like when I first read about you know the law of attraction and thought I can just sit on my couch and a, a, a check is going to fall in my lap it's mm-hmm. like well money is a it's energy and mm-hmm. it's also a, a physical tangible thing in that we we exchange it, so mm-hmm. no amount of meditation is just going to make it appear. Got to go mm-hmm. take action. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a kind of uh, overview, and I'd mm-hmm. love to hear <laughs> how it's uh, helped you.
1: Well, what uh, I think that's so great, and it uh, how all the planes work together, right? Uh, so, what happened was when I read that, and um, and you gave the example of of that person with health, right, where they're. You know, they're not exercising, not eating well. Well, this is a physical problem. I mean, start, you know, get an exercise program, get get some diet changes going. And then the opposite, like you described too, of where, okay, maybe you are doing that, but then you're just not feeling good about yourself, then that's an emotional problem. And so we're looking at the plane where the problem is. So we have this cabin that we're building and, um, and I've got to come up with a fair bit of cash to do so. And we've been fortunate to have done well in business And over the last few years, I found myself because I love the mind. I love manifestation. And I found myself doing what you said. I realized, well, crap, you know, most of what I've been doing was trying to do only with the mind and manifestation and neglecting the physical because I, you know, had seen some good success in my life with it. And I realized, you know what? I mean, part of it is I could just up my game a bit. I could put a little more effort into what I'm actually doing to generate it. And, uh, and honestly it was within, you know, I didn't, whenever I started that week and a half or whatever it was, I made it to sit, I'm, I'm ready to put a little more work into this. And so it was funny in my business life where I went from just attempting to purely manifest by thought to combining that. I'm still doing that and bringing a little bit more effort into what I was doing. And it was amazing in a short period of time, just how much busier my schedule got everything and generated oh, it. So it was, it was great. Yeah, it was really, I great. Love that. thank you
0: yeah amazing and it's you know the mindset stuff in our world that is the kind of the heavy lifting yeah it? if you you, know, you can go and do lots of the physical yeah if you're not in alignment internally with the action that you're taking it's yeah. going to feel like hard work yes. if it works at all yeah, yeah it is that holistic view of, of us as a whole because we are physical beings yes having this spiritual. Ex- experience no we're spiritual Mm. beings Mm. having a physical experience I'll get that the right way around yeah everything counts it's not just we're either this or that we are all and everything
2: so
1: it's it's a great way to put it and I think for myself where I found um is uh the early part of my life was very heavy on the physical side lots of effort lots of work lots of force and it worked but I didn't love it and then, you know, the later part of my life, I got much more into understanding my mind and manifestation. And, uh, and I love that. And I realized that just even as you're talking out loud, I realized that there's a constant process of us evolving, coming up against the old self, the old beliefs. And, and so what I was running into was this idea was that, well, I don't want to go back to having to work the way that I used to work. And so in doing that, I was putting off some of that effort. And then what I found though, was the minute I read that, I thought, Oh yeah, duh. But what I found though was this was that I was loving the process. I'm loving the extra effort. And I think that's the big difference is, and I know you talk about this in the book, but that idea of inspired action, um, which I think is a major difference from the idea of force, just pure grit and determination in a big way. Yeah.
0: yeah, It's almost a, a pushing kind of energy of trying to make it happen. Right. Um, and I love what you said there. It's in line with really one of the universal laws, the, the law of polarity mm. in that everything has, everything that exists has its opposite. Mm-hmm. So for light, there's dark, for you know, for poverty, there's wealth. So everything's a kind of a continuum and it's just different ends of the scales. Mm-hmm. And there can be a tendency to almost reject one end Hmm. so if somebody has struggled or is struggling with money for example there can Mm -hmm. be a tendency to reject where they are and label things as being good or bad now the problem with that is that wealth versus poverty if you want to put it like that they're one of the same thing they're just opposite ends of the same thing and if you Hmm. reject one end then you're also rejecting the other Hmm. so wherever you're starting from it's about accepting right this is where I am now so if I've been working on all the mindset stuff Mm -hmm. rather than rejecting that and go, I'm gonna go all physical or Mm -hmm. you know almost having this Mm. seesaw like effect it's like Mm -hmm. right okay so wherever I am right now I accept this is what's happening and I just love it for what it is and I'm also gonna do this thing because you can't bring anything into your existence if you're rejecting the opposite mm. to it because it's mm-hmm. all one of the same yeah so it's kind of getting on board going back to that i suppose the first thing that we spoke about which is where can people begin it's having right. that awareness and accepting your situation and seeing it as like this is just perfect because this is yeah. just my starting off point and right. and i want to get over to here which is also perfect so i'm not rejecting right. where i am right now because right. that's just gonna leak energy that's not going to be beneficial and i'm rejecting the very thing that i want
1: just totally for- yeah. the other end of the scale. So It really is about, you know, you think about that. It really is about balance in those areas. And it makes sense that a life principle is, you know, you think about what's the best way to eat, probably a balanced diet, you know, probably the best way to yeah. eat. in parenting. <laughs> what's the best way to parent? Probably a level of balance. You know, if I'm, if I'm only just the friend, but there's no rules, there's no, any you know what I mean? Right. Same thing in leadership too. And mm-hmm. uh, so that makes a lot of sense though, in that it's not a mindset is everything. It's a big component, there's no doubt, right? But it's also not action is everything too, because we all know people that work really hard and never produce the results they want. So there really is a balancing process in that as well. Um, so that's so good, so good. Uh, I, wanna, I wanna hear your perspective on this of, um, we've talked about kind of the the mental being, uh, the thoughts and the images. And as I talk, uh, go back to your NLP example, then the emotional component, then the physiology being the physical and what we're doing, What's your perspective on the spiritual self?
0: Oh, gosh, how long have you gone? <laughs> <laughs> so the spiritual self, which is something that I'm still exploring with, mm-hmm. um, if I'm honest, because I'm I'm a big believer in being a student for life. Mm-hmm. And me too. adopting that mindset is really quite freeing because I used to have this thing of ha- I have to have all the answers particularly mm-hmm. as a trainer, you know, I'm teaching people this stuff. I need to know everything. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, oh, that's never going to happen and never would I want it to happen because mm-hmm. I love learning. So when it comes to the the spiritual side of things, for me, it's we have, so our mental is our mind, our emotional is what we're feeling. The spiritual mm-hmm. is so much bigger than that. So it's it's the connection to everyone and everything. So we are
2: mm-hmm.
0: part of the one, Mm. In that the universe and us, there's no separation,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and we have therefore the ability to tap into everything that the universe has to offer to us. It's available to us. There's yeah, you know, everything is to get a bit woo woo on it. That mm-hmm. you know everything has a frequency to it. Mm-hmm. So all the the answers that we're looking for, the inspiration, the ideas, it's all surrounding us at all times of day Mm -hmm. and we are connected to it the thing that we have to do is just adjust how we're feeling so we have access to it the the spiritual stuff really really excites me because it's it kind of it's everything is available to us the answers to any problem you know if a problem exists to go back to the the earlier example the solution (laughs) is also available that's right and we have the ability to tap into that solution because it's it's part of the one and the all, and we are all connected. There's no separation. It's a bit, you know, Um, I've heard this example many times where if you pluck a guitar string, like the C string, mm-hmm. then if there's a guitar in the same room, that C string will also vibrate. Mm-hmm. So everything's connected. And I, to me, that's what spirituality is, is that, you know, there's there's no difference between you and I. We're all energy. Mm-hmm. It's, And that's the stuff that moves worlds when we can mm-hmm. tap into the energetic stuff that's where the 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 big guns are because let totally you know, go back to kind of action that's matter attempting to move matter yeah and it's dense heavy energy and it takes time and it takes a lot of force mm-hmm. whereas if you can tap into the spiritual side of things and open yourself up to being receptive and just tuning in more to mm-hmm. who we are that's bigger than this physical body mm-hmm. then it opens up worlds I'm not sure yeah. if that answered your
1: question. <laughs> no, it's awesome. I mean, I, I feel the exact same way, and it's uh, it's so true, and it's great. Just even seeing in uh, the scientific community more and more when they talk about the quantum field and the unified field, and and that this whole idea of this infinite field of energy that everything is connected, nothing separate. And 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 by the way, everybody watching, everybody listening to, I mean, in my mind, this is why the law of attraction works. If everything wasn't connected, the law of attraction couldn't work right? But it works because we're all connected. You know, a short, small, tiny example, you think of someone, they call you, they text you. Well, obviously, there's some kind of connection there. So people think it could be just random chance. I don't believe in that. But that's how you can, um, you know, draw things to you is because it's all connected. Mm-hmm. Right? And because there yeah. only there is one universal energy and one universal mind that we're all a part of. Yeah. So yeah. I feel the exact same way, by the way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's so powerful because it is, you know, everything that could exist does yep. exist. That's right. All at the same time. And yep. the reality that we experience is the one that we observe. It's yep. the observer observer yep. effect. Yeah. So when we look at something, it changes it and it brings yep. it into fruition. So yep. that's where our mind is so powerful because we have the, the ability to focus. And so the stuff that we focus on yep. is the one that takes something from being possible to being improbable. Yeah. So that that sustained focus over a period of time takes that energy and brings yep. it down into the physical matter, yep. the physical creation that we then call manifestation. Because we're totally. manifesting all the time, right? It's like we're doing yep. it all day long. It's just are we doing it on purpose, or that's are we right. just kind of being at the mercy of circumstances and whatever kind of comes our way, and then yep. blaming them for it? Which is what I used to do. <laughs> yeah,
1: totally. Well, I mean, that's a big part of the book. Activate the RAS as well. And you know, that kind of focusing mechanism. So for those that uh, maybe aren't familiar with it, let's talk a bit about that system and that structure.
0: Yeah. So the RAS is your reticular activating system. And it's a bundle of nerves at the bottom of your spine that acts a bit like the gatekeeper to your mind. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned before about when you think of somebody and then they call you. Or you decide that you like a particular car or you want to go to a certain holiday destination. And then suddenly it's everywhere. Everybody's Mm -hmm. driving one. Everybody's been to that resort that you've never heard of before. Mm -hmm. It's in the magazines. Mm -hmm. It's on the TV. It's Mm -hmm. everywhere. And the question I had when I first started learning about the law of attraction and Mm -hmm. thoughts becoming things was, right, I'm seeing it everywhere. But what does that mean? Does Mm -hmm. that mean that I should go and buy a car? Why am I suddenly seeing it? And the truth is, it was always there. It's right. just, it wasn't important to us prior to that moment. So mm. we deleted it out of our experience. I'd get The gatekeeper to our mind mm. kind of said, no, you're not getting in because you're not relevant. So our reticular activating system acts like a radar that scans all of the millions of bits of information that our senses are being bombarded with every second of the day mm-hmm. and brings into our conscious awareness the stuff that we deemed to be important the stuff that we are focusing on the kind of the the way that our mind thinks and is programmed to seek out that information Mm -hmm. so the book is really about training your brain to Mm -hmm. be activated to notice the opportunities that you want to notice the multiple ways that you can create the life that you want and start to change your mind and reprogram it to become aware of that so it does it on autopilot and that makes life so much easier because it's like yeah you know, oh I'd really love to have an opportunity to I don't know, speak on stage mm-hmm. and then the next day your reticular activating system is going Yoo-hoo, here's a, a person you should talk to and that's right you thought about this idea over here and you're like wow was that always there I've right. never seen it before and it's yeah. like yeah because your brain got activated and went here you go here's what yeah. you've been looking for
1: yeah and it's kind of, um, uh, I love that example. And it's kind of the, uh, uh, the combination of the two. I mean, we're thinking about the, the reticular activating system is that you're noticing more opportunities as an example. And then the law of attraction is that sometimes those people, places, circumstances, events, well, they're showing up, but now you're aware to notice them and they may have been showing up before, right? They may have been there. Quick example. I was in Las Vegas, uh, three weeks ago, four weeks ago. And, um, on, uh, that morning before I was taking my flight home to come back, I told myself, and it's funny, you brought up speaking. I said, well, I, I want to do another corporate seminar. This is what I want to do. And I'd like to, you know, I, I, what I actually said was, I'd like to draw it to me. I like to just have, you know, corporate seminar. So I go on the plane, I'm sitting beside this lady, these two ladies, I'm in the middle seat. We're in the emergency exit row. And you know, I'm just talking with her. How are you? Stuff like that chatting. And, and, um, she's a part of a, uh, um, a, uh, first nations kind of like tribal band you know, like council council member. And, uh, so we get chatting a little bit and then she falls asleep. I'm just doing my thing. I'm journaling. I'm doing this on the flight. And then I thought to myself, I think, I wonder if they ever bring in speakers. So then she wakes up, she's checking her email. I glance over and it's a conference, you know, that's what the email was. It was about this conference. So I said, Hey, do you guys host conferences? She goes, yeah, we actually do all the time. Actually, the lady beside you, she's the one in charge of it. And so, well, that's what I do is I do speaking. She goes, oh, incredible! I'll introduce you to her. So it was a great, you know, a great example of yeah. that. Of you know, how did I end up between these two people? Well, that's the law, right? I mean, that's that's manifestation at its finest. But then that RAS, had it not been activated, I may have not even thought to talk to her.
0: Yeah, that's it. The thought dropped into your mind to mm. take that inspired action and you're you noticed the screen with the mm-hmm. conference stuff which may be something that you you could have even looked at that screen and just not taken it in not consciously mm. processed it at all mm-hmm. so it just wouldn't have been even a thought that that was planted there. So yeah I love it. It's yeah perfect example of the simple everyday stuff because this isn't always about this like, bam, big moment of right. realisation and, you know, the the X factor calling you to say, do you want to star on our show? It can sure. just be the simple everyday things. And that knocks on, has a knock on effect to the next thing and the next thing. And it's only when you look back that you think, oh my gosh, how did I get here? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it is that, again, going back to the very first point, just focusing on today. Mm-hmm. And what can I do right now? To mm. feel a bit better, to become mm. aware of my thoughts, mm-hmm. and over time, it's that that knock-on effect of wow, that's where the big change happened. But people don't often see that; do they they see the journey because you don't interact with people every day necessarily. Mm-hmm. Of, I went from this to this. Like, no, there was a whole journey in between. Yeah. So, how can you fall in love with that process and enjoy doing that?
1: Yeah, I think what you just said is such a great guiding principle. What can I do today to think and feel and act in a way that that feels good? right? Um, ultimately is is so great and taking what's, what's in front of you. Um, yeah. Hey, I want to ask you this, and uh, there's a lot of great stuff in the book. And in the book, everybody too, there's uh, at different parts of the chapters of what's called activation tips or activation points. And, and what Sean's done is created great exercises for you to reflect on and do to help you apply these in your life. So on the note of applying in your life, I want to know for you personally, as you're creating the next level of life for you, what are the what are the practices, what are the tools that you're using in your life?
0: Uh yeah. So I am a big advocate of what I do and the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I yeah, I it's I wrote the book based on my own experiences and how I was using it at the time and how it was helping me. And I mm-hmm. continue to do that. So even up until um, even like this week, I think definitely last week, um, I'll give you a specific example of how I've been using it. So there's the universal law of rhythm, mm. which is, you know, for for the tide coming in, it must go out for every up, there's a down. Mm-hmm. And it's that that constant yo-yo of life. Now, when things are really good, it can be easy to kind of ride that wave and feel really great and enjoy it
1: but Mm -hmm. if you
0: imagine it a bit like a pendulum if something swings really high in one direction it Mm. has to swing in equal opposition to it so it's going to swing all the way back Mm. to the not so feeling good place Mm. so I've certainly had these moments particularly recently where I felt super duper excited and I'm all kind of up in the air and Mm -hmm. life is great and then Mm -hmm. the pendulum swings in the opposite direction and it can feel really oh like a real downer but for Mm -hmm. no reason it's like Mm -hmm. why do I feel rubbish because everything's fine but I just I'm just feeling blah and when I you you see this particularly in people that have kind of really extreme lives like athletes or performers you know if you're in a rock band and you're out in front of 50,000 people doing your thing and they're on such a high it's like coming down from that the low has got to be oh it's got a crash
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: so it's this balance and juggle of dancing with the rhythm so when things are really good some of the mm-hmm. things that I do is make sure that I keep really grounded in that mm. so I enjoy the high I ride it and I also make sure that I meditate I get outside and um, walk in nature and do things that are really grounding and keep me stable in the highs mm-hmm. and then when those inevitable lows come the key then is to keep focused on what you want even though you're you're maybe not feeling great is to keep focused do what you can to feel good in the moment and mm. always keep in mind this too shall pass mm. so this is just a moment in time it's not you know in the past I used to think oh my god I've just gone back to my old ways and I've taken 50 steps backwards and it's like oh no this is just a minute where I'm not feeling as high as I was so what can I do to make myself feel better whilst continuing to focus on what I need to do mm. to apply that to to use the gym as an example, because it's an easy one. Mm-hmm. You'll have those days where you feel pumped. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm on it and I'm going to smash it out and like lift all the weights and do all the running or whatever it is you do. Mm-hmm. And then you have those days where it's like, oh, I just can't be bothered. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. really, I can't even be bothered to go. So on the days where you can't be bothered to go, it's like just show up for five minutes and just do something to keep that momentum mm-hmm. to just keep focused on, yeah, I still go to the gym. I'm just going to take the pressure off today, maybe do it a bit easier. And then Mm -hmm. in the highs, do a bit of stretching afterwards. (laughs) Go and Mm -hmm. do a bit of yoga to finish off the session so that Mm -hmm. it's not so extreme. So I'm always doing that. And then the other thing is kind of embracing failure. Mm. Yeah, I love, I mentioned it in the book about Sarah Blakely who created Mm -hmm. Spanx. Mm -hmm. And at the end of every day after school, she'd sit down with her dad and the brother and he would ask her, how have you failed today? Mm. So they were actively encouraged to go and fail. And I love that because in my world, there is no failure. It's just feedback. It's like, Mm -hmm. this didn't work. Maybe I want to do this differently. Mm -hmm. So almost pushing the failure button to go, right, I'm just going to go for it so much so that I have to fail. I have to make mistakes because I couldn't possibly get it all right first time. So it just completely reframes anything that goes quote unquote wrong is, okay, brilliant. I must have been in the game to even know that that didn't work. Yeah. in fact i did a podcast today which is quite relevant to that in that people kind of waiting to be ready before yep. they take any action kind of waiting until you've got all the answers but the truth is until you're in the game you don't know what questions to ask to get the answers to it so it's true like, it's only when you get out you know if you want to run a marathon and you just sit and read about marathons all day long it's not mm-hmm. until you put your running shoes on and you get out that you think oh now i want to know where do i get more comfortable trainers mm-hmm. but until you hit the road. It's like, I don't know what kind of trainers I'm going to be looking for. Mm -hmm. So just go and do it. Know that it's going to be messy. Know that you're going to make mistakes and see that as part of that childlike play. You know, kids, they don't get a paint set out and think this has to be Picasso first time. It's like, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to whack some paint on and have some fun and make a mess. And then next time it'll be better.
1: (laughs) It's so true. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. I think uh, that's so valuable. And that idea of Uh, rhythm and, you know, being okay with the downs, everybody's all right with the ups, right? No one has problem with those. Uh, But then Mm -hmm. being okay with the downs and recognizing Mm -hmm. to still, you know, do what I can today, focus on, can I feel a little bit better? And then, uh, but maintaining whatever it may be, keep taking the steps that are in front of you. And you may not bring the same kind of energy that you did yesterday to it, but to keep that going. So I think that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Um, This
0: applies, by the way, just to finish off on that, because I think this is important, particularly at the minute. This doesn't just apply to us as individuals. This is a universal law. So if you think about it in terms of recessions and things like that, it's like there is the downward spiral where the recession hits. And that always follows by an even bigger boom, which is like another dip that follows. So when we're going through these kind of global transitions or whatever the word might be, is knowing that this isn't going to last forever. Mm -hmm. So how can I ride this wave knowing that this too shall pass? Yep. How can I just embrace it and learn from it and kind of see see the step away, almost zoom out and have a different perspective of this is just a moment in time. And right. if I can step outside of it and see this is just part of a whole bigger picture and there's lots of moving parts that we don't have access to. Yep. It's like, it, we'll get through it. We will, yep. even if at times it feels really sticky. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I had heard that uh, there's no such thing as a straight line in nature and that every, you know, it's exactly sideways, backwards. I mean, all that stuff. Right. So, so good. Sean, where can people, what's the best place for people to connect with you and find more of you?
0: Uh, Instagram is where I hang out most. So cool. I am Sean Hill is my handle. And then there's the podcast, which is the Vibrant Mind, Vibrant Life podcast.
1: Cool. And everybody, if you're, it'll be in the show notes, but if you're listening, it's S-I-A-N Hill. So make sure you put that in there. And uh, (laughs) thanks for the time today. This has been great. I love getting to know you and getting to connect with you. And, and I know that we're, like I said in the beginning, so aligned in terms of the way we think and what we're doing in the world. And it uh, it's awesome. Your book's made an impact in my life and I'm excited as you get to continue that message and share it with more and more people. So I appreciate you being here.
0: Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. And yeah, I appreciate you and the work that you're doing too. So yeah, brilliant.
1: It's great. Thanks everybody. Appreciate you tuning in. As always, if you're new, make sure to click subscribe and leave a quick review for us as well. We'll see you soon.